You're listening to the Language Assistance Podcast, brought to you by the British Council. For more information about the British Council or the Language Assistance Programme, please visit britishcouncil.org. Hi everyone, welcome to the Language Assistant Podcast. On this episode, we are going to hear from former assistants who went to France. I'll later be joined by Isabel and Clory, but for the first part, I'm going to be talking to Jason and we will be discussing the typical week and how this experience has helped them now. So Jason, take it away, introduce where you went, what you did and what you do now. Brilliant, so um, my name is Jason. I'm currently working in Queen's Students Union in Belfast, but two years ago, I had the absolute pleasure to go uh, uh, to a city called Tours in France, um, which is about an hour outside Paris. So it wasn't my first choice, but as soon as I was there, I really realized that it was my kind of city. It was, it was big enough to be vibrant and bustly and small enough that you could really find a community there. So what I did was I worked um, six hours a week in a lycée professionnel and preparing basically the R equivalent of A-level students for the baccalaureate. And then the other six hours a week, I worked in a small town near Tours called Fondette preparing CDM and Sankiem for their exams, but also just generally with their competencies in English. So I suppose that's where I went. Um, a typical work week, well, the great thing about a year abroad, I suppose, is that oftentimes there's no two weeks that are alike. So uh, every week I would, I would complete my six hours of teaching. Um, but outside of that, I would quite often uh, give uh, private lessons to um, uh, a young lad from Fondette. I would travel and socialize with the other language assistants that were in my area. But I also had the pleasure to do some really interesting things like volunteer for Amnesty in the city where I was staying, and volunteer for Greenpeace, and I prepared tourist guides for the mayor's office as well. So I would just advise anyone who's, who's thinking about going away or is going away in the, next, in the next year to really take advantage, get involved, do as many things as possible. And, and yeah, just take full advantage of the fact that you have an amazing year carved out for you. You definitely sound like you got super involved in the local culture as well and yeah. had that community between the local side and also your language assistant community. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was great to be in a city that was that was small enough to develop that community. Because um, originally my my choice was a much bigger city. Um, so I think when you're going away and you, and you have those couple of options to put down, it can be easy to think that if you don't get your first option, then to be really you know discouraged by that. Um, but that wasn't the case for me at all. I, I really found my feet in into it, and it was um, it was my kind of place because developed a really strong community of, of friends there, um, and I could also feel like I could really integrate and, and take part in the local culture. Um, and I mean, uh, one of the families in in Fondat practically adopted me for the year, um, made me uh, food and had uh, dinner with them once a week. Um, and really got to know them, got to know their culture. Um, and it was great to have that kind of, I suppose, authentic kind of French experience while still um, being in a place that, that I could call home and that I felt comfortable in. Exactly. There's nothing quite like a homemade meal except a homemade meal in France. Five courses. Five yeah. courses. Yeah. That's, yep, that's not excessive at all. <laughs> So how 
much time a week would you say that you spent preparing for the lessons? I think every lesson really takes about an hour of preparation, but there are so many great uh, resources online, um, both provided by the British Council and, and on other platforms um, that you can really use. So if, if you've never prepared a lesson before, I wouldn't be nervous about it. Um, what they really want is for you to be authentic and genuine um, and bring your experience um, to the classroom and share it with the, with the people that you're going to be teaching. Um, and I wouldn't let it intimidate anybody at all. Um, it's not loads of preparation. Um, but obviously the more prepared you are, the more you'll get out of it as well. So how would you say your experience uh, in France as a language assistant has helped you in what you're currently doing? Yeah, um, so I think it's helped me in probably developing my confidence whether you're in a class of 30 students in the college or, you know, um, developing or delivering a, a smaller lesson in um, the Lise Professionnel, if you can manage and, and deliver a lesson and manage those relationships in the classroom, you don't actually even realise how much it prepares you for, for later life. So in my current role, I give a lot of presentations and I deliver a lot of workshops. And I've actually often reflected that organizing activities and managing workshops has really stemmed from my ability to, to manage a classroom in France and to be able to delegate responsibilities and assign you know, tasks and deliver a really hopefully high quality lesson plan. In my current job, I don't use my language every day, but actually the skills that, that I you know, really developed in France helped me every day, whether it's the presentations or delivering the workshops or, or training um, my team of, of, of 17. I really feel like the confidence that being in front of the class in France really, you know, instilled in me um, the ability to kind of perform to the best ability and to really, I suppose, lose my inhibitions in that way because when you're on your, your ear abroad, part of it is you just have to lose your inhibitions and, and really go for it. And I think that experience really served me well currently. I think the language skills in terms of communication really helps me because I'm often in, in meetings with individuals that, that are, I suppose, much higher up in, in the institution than me. Being able to have that those communication skills where I can cogently present an argument about um, why students um, maybe want to change made on their education and deliver that in a way that is mature and reflective and also, I suppose, articulate really comes from that, hopefully, you know, development of a second language and the conscious nature of choosing your words very carefully and understanding what your words mean and, and how to present them. Although the language directly doesn't influence um, my day-to-day -day work, I suppose the skills that the, that the year abroad gave me definitely do, has influenced every day that I'm in this job. <laughs> That's so interesting um, how it's definitely helped you in your current role. And do you have any final words of advice? The people that have the best times on the year abroad are really the people that, uh, that take full advantage of it, that get involved in, in local life, local culture, um, and find what you're passionate about, you know, um, and just, just make the most of the, of the year that you're there because you'll never forget it. Well, Jason, thank you so much for giving up your time today to have a quick chat with me. That's super useful just to see as well the, the future, really, of the language assistants, not just what they do in their year, but how it can help you afterwards. So thank you so much and have a lovely day. Thank you.
Okay, thank you for joining us again on the Francophone podcast. Today I'm joined by Isabel and Clory. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and give a brief overview of where they were exactly in those places and for how long they were there. So Isabel, if you want to go first. Hello everybody. I was in Guadeloupe and I was placed not far from the capital of the island. Guadeloupe's actually shaped like a little butterfly, so it's really cute. I was right in the centre of it. So it joins in via a bridge so you can easily travel to both ends of the island. But placed in the middle in two separate schools that were actually neighbouring each other, one being a apprenticeship college and the other a secondary school. And placed there for, it was meant to be seven months, ended up having to go home slightly early just through injury, but was there for the five months. And it was just an absolutely incredible experience and I could not recommend it more. Fab. Now, Clory. Hello, everyone. So I'm Clory. I'm from Durham University and I spent my time on British Council in Toulouse in France. I worked at one school, which was a catering and hospitality college. So a professional college in the centre of Toulouse. I absolutely loved it. it. Toulouse was an alternative to going to Paris. So I still had the city life. but I also had mountains, countryside and a sense of community. And Toulouse combined the best of both worlds for me. Fab. OK, so you both had quite different experiences. I think when people are applying for places, they might be thinking about where they want to go. Just to be clear, this year was France. The option system has changed. So you don't pick an exact region as it used to be. So there's four different option groups, but the option D group, Isabel, which interests you, is Outre-mer. So it's changed slightly, but I think it's great to hear that both of you throughout your experiences went to very, very different places, but you absolutely made the most of it. And considering it is the French sort of nation, let's say, what was the best thing you ate and drank? Start with you, Isabel. Alrighty, I was, because I was living in a very rural area, we could honestly eat straight from the garden. So I had a passion fruit tree that would, wow. you have to wait for them to fall, so you'd have like ripe passion fruits every morning. Um, we'd have something called breadfruit, which at first I had no idea what I was eating. It's kind of like a potato, but it looks like a pineapple. So a very weird fruit, but you can put it into almost anything. It's like a basic like carb food. You can pack out meals with that. And also they're very big on rum. They have a big sugarcane industry and they make this drink called tea punch, which is absolutely delicious. They have it as aperitifs before meals, mm. um, which is like a little bit of rum with some sugarcane inside with either lemon or lime, which is really delicious. Yum. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> lots of like natural fruity things, lots of seafood as well. Lots and lots of fresh fish caught. You can go to restaurants and it'll be fish of the day. Um, and a final little thing is coco helado, which is this ice cream they make with coconuts, which they sell on the side of the streets. So whenever you're going places, you can even get a little bottle of coconut water or a little bit of coconut ice cream, which we had far too much of. <laughs> that does sound amazing. So, Clory, your sort of answer to this question will be quite interesting, considering your experience was quite influenced by food and drink, let's say. Yes. So 
when what I did when I applied for the British Council was that I mentioned that I was interested in French cuisine. So because I included my British Council placement as part of my year abroad at university, I had to do a project and I decided that I would like to focus on female chefs in France. Luckily, the British Council really looked at my application in detail and they placed me in this catering college. So it was my job to teach English, not in the conventional setting of a classroom, but rather in the kitchen whilst my students were cooking. And I also taught some classes to sommeliers or wine waiters. My school also had a professional restaurant where I used to eat pretty much every week. And I learned so much about how food is produced there and how much French people really care about gastronomy. Uh, it therefore introduced me to the wine industry. I ended up doing a wine uh, internship in Argentina afterwards, and it gave me an idea of what I wanted to do after my degree. However, out of all of the dishes that I ate every day in Toulouse, I have to say that lobster stew was the best dish that my students ever prepared for me. It was absolutely beautiful. Fantastic. It's not easy doing a year abroad and there are challenges that are represented when you go over there. What would you say for both of you was the biggest challenge you had? People have asked me a lot actually when they've been considering the dom-toms with the money question. You do get a slightly bigger income being in the Outremer placements but it is true that it's quite expensive. You can get lucky and get accommodation right near your school which means you could potentially even walk there. I had a friend who walked, you could get the bus maybe, but the bus system is not very reliable. Like they have no timetables or anything. So you can stand and wait for a bus, get lucky and get one in five minutes or wait for like two hours. Right. So I ended up hiring a car, which I would recommend is something that you should do. So it will give you more freedom to visit the island. There's so many incredible places to see and having that car allowed me to do that, but it did eat into my salary quite a lot. And because a lot of food is imported, prices are like double. So just buying lots of things from markets, you can pick fruit off trees. But yeah, eating more local produce is definitely a way to go around that. And only really using a car when you have to, car share maybe, and go places for the whole day. So you can take the bus at the beginning of the day, get it at the end of the day kind of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Chloe, what would you say for yourself? So it's really interesting that you mentioned travel as one of the things that can be a bit complicated when you go abroad, because I completely agree that even though Toulouse is well connected, there's a metro line and there's buses. Whilst the Gilets Jaunes was going on, I remember that one day we had absolutely no transport and the roads were blocked and I had to walk quite a long way to get to my school. But the most important thing that you can do is sign up for the British Foreign Office emails to keep up to date with the strikes and other disruptions that are going on in the country where you are, even when you don't have time to watch the local news. You must be aware of what's going on in order to take measures to keep yourself safe and keep up with your work commitments, especially as a language assistant, because you're supposed to be aware of what's going on and to help to limit the chaos during these situations, let's say. Absolutely. And I think that's a really good piece of advice just to encourage people to keep aware with any changes that are going on and to inform yourselves. I think sometimes with the year abroad, it's such a period of becoming more independent and figuring things out for yourself. You definitely do have to invest yourself in the area you're in and things like that, the Gilets Jaunes going on. It's so important to read up around the issue. 
with all the challenges that you were faced with, what made your experience easier? Whether it was an activity you did or whether it was sort of an attitude you took? I think one of the biggest things with these kind of experiences is knowing that it's going to be difficult and accepting that but that's part of what's going to make you grow as a person. But going in with the mindset that you have so much to give and also so much that you can learn and just trying to spend as much time with people around you as possible, whether you're, you move in with housemates. I moved in with a local Guadalupean lady and we spent so much time. We'd read the same books and then discuss them after we'd garden together. I also joined a CrossFit community and trained with them pretty much every day during my time there. They were like my family while I was there, basically. We'd end up doing Sunday barbecues on the beach. We'd go surfing together. We did lots of competitions together. And I think it's just trying to project yourself, who you are as a person, what you love doing, and finding that there. So I know me being really sporty, I needed to find like an athlete community, but also just being around as many people as possible, get to know the locals, and just throw yourself into it. Absolutely. Now, Glory? So I'm personally not very sporty, but I absolutely have to agree that finding a hobby is really important in order to get to know people from the area and to not just remain in this bubble of internationals, which in mainland France could happen, especially if you're in Paris. And that would be a great shame. What I decided to do was I volunteered as a scout leader in France, I'd say that Scouts is a lot more full-on than in England, so uh, you take the kids away every weekend. I took 50 kids to the Pyrenees skiing, and I took them to help in a homeless centre in the countryside for the weekend. And that made me feel like an appreciated member of the local community. As a language assistant, you also definitely have time to volunteer on the side, so it's something that I would definitely consider. Yeah, that's definitely a good point, the time that you have. Because only you work the mornings, usually, I don't know if it's the same where you work, Gloria, in Toulouse. We started at like 7am. So by one, you're free for the rest of the day. You can spend that time in the rest of the day, either reading for your studies, doing further investigations. You can go out and explore the area you're in, go make friends. So although in France, it doesn't tend to be a seven to one day, I did have the weekend off work, which was really good. So I had a long weekend, Friday to Monday, which gave me loads of time to go away with the scouts. How did you find the people? Did you make lots of friends? Was it easy to make friends? In Guadeloupe, it was wonderful. The people are just amazing. They have such a family-based culture and will do anything to go out of their way and help you and it's just something that's really quite magical to be part of um for example over christmas i was not with my family i couldn't really afford to go home but i spent christmas with the woman that i was living with and all her family descended and we ended up singing all day drinking rum eating little pork patties lots of fruit infused delicious drinks and they do a tradition called the Chante de Noël. They've got all these different kinds of instruments. I remember one being called a checha. But it was just so welcoming. And things like that, you have to obviously throw yourself into to get the full experience and to really feel part of it. There's no point going and feeling isolated. You have to really just yeah, throw yourself into these things. But there's still definitely a, it's quite obvious, a divide still between 
French people who've come over to live. I know that in the CrossFit community, it was more so French people that had moved over there. Um, so you do have to make sure that you actually get to know the locals as well. There is a different culture there, but by speaking a lot to the woman I lived with, she introduced me to loads of specifically Caribbean literature as well, like Marisconde and Chamoiseau and people like that, who I just now use so much in my essays. And I know that if I had never been there, their kind of writing, which uses a lot of Caribbean metaphors and Caribbean characters, they would never have been as relevant to me as they are now. So by being with people there and becoming part of the community, you really have a lot to take away when you come back. Yeah, one of the massive things with people there as well um, is the fact that you'll never be placed on those islands alone. There's always going to be another assistant there or a few assistants as well. Oh, fantastic. So it's really interesting that there's a distinct culture between mainland France and the locals in the Dom Dom. I think it's really valuable to get to know the Dom Dom and compare the culture there from mainland France. One of the most important things for getting to know people from the place is to meet people from outside of your work. Some of the teachers where I worked introduced me to their children who were around my age and many teachers have already been in your situation. I know that lots of the teachers in my school had been French language assistants in England, for example, and they can offer you lots of advice. And you should also remember that your language assistant community is there for life. You have this amazing contact with this community, with people who've worked in different countries. And through their experiences, you get to learn about different cultures. Um, in terms of getting to know different cultures in Toulouse, I didn't realise before I went that there's a lot of Tunisian and Lebanese people there. So I got to know a different culture and also taste their food, which is really amazing. I think I know the answer to this one, but let's start with Isabel. Would you recommend being a language assistant in Guadeloupe? 100%. Definitely, definitely. It's just, it, it's definitely formed me as a person and the things that I've brought back from it were just such incredible memories. You can only benefit from this experience because all the incredible things that you'll do and the places you'll see and people you'll meet they're all the amazing sides of it and then there's always going to be the difficult sides of it but the point of things like that is we'll all overcome that and you just become a better person and have fun stories to tell and you can share that with the other assistants as well. Absolutely I think that kind of sharing of culture and sharing of different food especially is such a great way to just open your horizons a little bit to all the different places and also makes you want to travel there <laughs> Exactly. Go visit people. Definitely, obviously, going there, they make sure you have a little bit of savings in your pocket. Not talking a lot, but just enough to cover a couple months' rent, maybe. And if you want to think of getting a car, that's definitely important. So either work a bit over the summer. Other than those slight financial restraints, it was the most incredible experience I've ever had. Wow. I think that's that's sold. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go. <laughs> And Chloe, would you recommend being a language assistant in Toulouse? I would absolutely recommend overall being a language assistant in Toulouse. I think that if you're interested in going to a city that's not too large, influenced by Spanish culture as well, Toulouse is a fantastic destination. 
Now that I've come back for uni in my fourth year, I'm far more confident speaking in front of the class because I've been a language assistant and I've been to Toulouse and worked there for a year. I find university so much easier and I think that this programme is an excellent way to get some work experience without the full commitment of a graduate job. You only have positive things to gain, so give it a go. It was definitely the best experience I've ever had. Wow. <laughs> you guys can come on again, you're great. <laughs> um, so, with that in mind, what are your top three tips to give for people who maybe are considering applying to France and those particular areas for living in the area that you were in? I would say teaching-wise, going somewhere like Guadeloupe, places in Martinique, other Dontoms, in that teaching experience, you have so much to offer to the students because almost certainly they wouldn't have visited England before. You can bring a lot of cultural knowledge to them. And while you're there, just be as present as possible because you underestimate how much value your teaching presence can be in a classroom. Like you said, Chloe, you don't have the full responsibility of being the teacher. You're very much just, you're like a friendly presence in the room who can like mull around the classroom, give as much as you can, have lots of little conversations. And you're not just there to teach them, but also as like a confidence booster and really just trying to encourage them to be able to use their language skills in a more relaxed environment so that's definitely one tip another thing try new lifestyles try new things and the way that when you go to somewhere like Guadeloupe there's a massive there is a massive French culture but I would say go deeper than that and really get involved in the Caribbean culture because that is different in itself there's lots of traditional foods there there's literature that's specific to that area um, while I was there I fell in love with Marisconde and her works and she actually won a Nobel Prize for Literature in 2018 and she came back to visit Guadeloupe to give talks because she comes from there to talk about what the prize meant for her and about, she basically sums it up as finally Guadeloupe's been put on the international scale for something other than that there's been a hurricane so when she came back to the airport I managed to meet her and her daughter and gave them a little note saying, please, can I meet you? I'd love to interview you. I used her for my research project. And they ended up getting back to me and invited me to her little beachside house. And I went there and spent the whole afternoon drinking tea and just chatting with Mary Sconde. And it was one of the most enriching experiences I've ever had. And that's something I think you only get if you get out of your comfort zone. It, I was so nervous to do it, but you just have to go and do that and going to places like this gives you those kind of opportunities. And finally, use your time wisely. You have a lot of time free being a British Council student and British Council assistant. And I think some people didn't use their time wisely outside of their teaching hours. I know one girl in particular, she was saying she was getting bored, which to me just seemed completely incomprehensible. But just you have your hobbies, you have your time, you can get even get ahead on fourth year work, you can do research in the area or just give back more to the community. We did a lot of volunteering. We were, even went and did turtle conservation. It's just such an incredible experience and you're there for long enough to really become integrated and for somewhere like the Caribbean to become your daily life. It's not something you'll get to have again, really. So if you have this opportunity to do it, dive straight in. Fantastic. And Chloe, what would you say are your top three tips? I definitely agree with the tip of using your time wisely. 
I planned out my holidays and went travelling during one of my holidays. I also received a scholarship through the CIEP, which are basically the French organisation that work alongside the British Council. And I went on a course to train as a French teacher in Paris and to get to know teachers from around the world. But in terms of practical advice, I would say read the country guide that the British Council send out before you go and bring all of the documents with you. French administration is notoriously meticulous and long-winded, but I found that bringing these documents with me majorly sped up the process of getting a bank account and a flat when I arrived. And also the teacher that's responsible for you in your school can offer lots of advice. So contact your school before you start your placement and ask them about this. My second piece of advice would be bring some things with you from home to show to the students. It might not be the first thing that you think of bringing with you, but the students will really appreciate it. For example, I brought some menus from British restaurants and also some Marmite, even though the students didn't really like it, surprisingly. My third piece of advice is don't expect to know exactly what it's going to be like before you go. And don't worry if you can't imagine your daily life. Prepare some lessons before you go and bring the documents with you, but just go with an open mind and don't expect to know everything from day one. It's a learning process. Obviously, learning the language can be a little bit scary when you first arrive, as obviously native speakers speak a lot more quickly than what you're used to in language classes. I have heard from some other assistants that you can sign up for university in France for a very small fee, which could be a very good way of learning the language. I definitely wanted to speak French as much as possible and I therefore made an active effort to find a French flatmate and I lived with a girl more or less my age who was a student and speaking to her every day and going out with her during the weekends was a huge help. I also went to dance classes as I wanted to challenge myself to try to follow the steps and the instructions in French, which was quite funny. Also, working with kids is a great way to learn. So as a scout leader, the children would teach me vocabulary in French and I taught them some English words. And people respect you just so much for making an effort in their language. Even if you're not fluent, that doesn't matter. As an English speaker especially, they will definitely really be impressed by the gesture so I would say work your way up as you get more confident start off just by going shopping in French and just saying a few words to the bus driver maybe and then start joining some clubs and doing some sport one possible piece of advice could be if you're going away with a lower level in the local language to begin with, maybe sign up to teach a sixth form or university level so that you will be able to speak English almost exclusively in France. Whereas if you want to practice more French at work, then teaching primary school would obviously involve more translation into French as you're teaching English words, even though the school system does in general advise against using French during English lessons. Fab. I think those tips are all very, very useful. And I think it's such a valuable thing to have examples of people who have been away for a year and they've come back and you guys have such positive feedback to give. And you had such different experiences. And the aspect that is common with both is this idea of throwing ourselves into it. 
and getting involved in the community, in the lessons, in be it research, be it teaching, be it the wine making process. There's so many different ways of getting involved. So thank you both so much for joining me today. And I'm very excited to share with everyone your comments. <laughs> thank you so much for having us because it's scary to go away and not really to know in our year, I don't think there was enough of things like this to really give you the confidence that you're doing a great thing and that there's people who've done it and come back and have great stories. Thank you very much for talking to me today. Uh, don't be afraid to contact people who have done the British Council before like us. We love talking about it. We actually can't stop talking about our experience now that we've come back home. So before you go away, contact people and ask them your questions. Remember that you will come back such a different person with so many amazing experiences and this just makes me want to do it again, to be honest. Absolutely. And that's just for undergrads that do it, but people that are doing it as graduates in future years, it's not just France you can apply to, so we have options in Canada and Belgium as well. I'm actually applied already to do it in Switzerland next year because I had such a good experience last year. I want to go back and do it again, which will give me more time to continue in postgrad research, but combine it with a bit of security after uni. Fantastic news. There you go, everyone. You do it once, you <laughs> might do it again. You've been listening to the Language Assistance Podcast, brought to you by the British Council. For more information about the British Council or the Language Assistance Programme, please visit britishcouncil.org. Or why not follow the Language Assistance Programme on Twitter at LanguageASST.